0: Welcome back, it's Jokerman again, and we're still talking about uh, Knocked Out, Loaded. Um, <laughs> this is a record by Bob Dylan, and that can't be denied. And uh, I'm Evan. Ian. And... We're at the halfway point, the halfway marker of this beautiful record, this
1: <laughs> shitty, this stupid record. Well, now that we're on to side B, I think we can we can take a moment to discuss one of the more memorable aspects of the record. Um, the, certainly, one of the the cover. Yes, exactly. They they cover image. Uh, so, would would you like to just sort of describe it for us?
0: Well, man? it is. You know, you might know the term pulp fiction from mm-hmm. the <laughs> film Pulp Fiction from nineteen ninety four, the year of my birth, a film by uh, Martin Scorsese, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a film by Quentin Tarantino, uh, and this image, this picture, is of. Pulp fi- is is basically in the in the style and the tradition. It might literally, I think, it is just literally a pulp fiction cover. By that I mean um, a cheaply produced paperback novella of sorts, maybe one two stories uh, about crime and depravity, sort of almost horror adjacent at times. These noir type stories which uh, often took place in a major metropolitan area featuring a a, a protagonist who drinks hard and works hard and fucks. And um, in this case, we have a woman about to bash a a ceramic pot over the head of a Mexican man who is throttling (laughs) another man with a gun or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know that this particular scene appears to be taking place in an urban area necessarily, but it definitely is a, uh, you Mexico know, a classic- city. <laughs> well, there's, there's some sort of like thatched roof hut in the background. With, like, right. A- right.
0: It says Bob Dylan in a sort of, um, orange in an orange and sort of classic serif text. And there's a woman in a body hugging, looks like a, Golden silk garment.
1: Dress of some sort. And she's right, about and-
0: to crash a precious, uh, a precious <laughs> artifact, a, a pot that was dug out of a, um, a, a quarry somewhere, mm-hmm. a, an ancient pot, um, an adobe relic uh, onto the head of a man wearing a sombrero and a, um, what's that called the the thing where you keep your bullets around a ba- your a, a bandolier. bandolier yeah a bandolier and he's th- he, who and that man with the bandolier is throttling uh he's strangling a, a, a an upstanding white gentleman yes <laughs> <laughs> um who looks like he's having a bad day there's a piece of wood in the background and then in a sort of like uh spray paint text like you would see on the side of your uh, gear if you're a professional musician it says knocked out loaded um it's a sexy cover (laughs) no it's It's a really it's a dumb cover it's a dumb cover
1: Yes, yeah. It's it's a really kind of confounding cover. Uh, you know, we, we <laughs> It's
0: up there with the Rough and Rowdy Ways cover actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this this is what this is what leapt to mind immediately when I saw the Rough and Rowdy Ways cover. Um, you know, this is this is relatively atypical for Bob in that it doesn't feature a picture of himself on the cover. Uh, which up until this point I think What was the norm? It was Dirticker. Which, which ones hadn't had pictures i guess the christian records none of them had pictures of him initially the saved reissue has that weird kind of like
0: (laughs) that weird stylized photo whatever that is of him yeah i mean planet waves famously doesn't have him um right but that was a drawing it's a movie self-portrait has him in a sense so really the only ones that don't have him at this point are
2: shot of loved shot of love uh slow train and and and, uh, the, and and saved. I mean,
0: the uh, save does have saved. yeah. The initial cover is that hand coming down to dink save the people. Yes, and uh, you know, I mean, some of them are m- more stylized than before. The flood doesn't have Bob Dylan on it, um, but live record. Who gives a fuck, right? Um, yeah. So it's out. It's out of the ordinary, and it you might think that it signifies something, but. It doesn't. It just uh, signifies that this record was originally going to be a collection of covers that wasn't much thought about. And it ended up being some covers, some originals, mostly just shit that was left over from the cutting room floor of Empire Burlesque. And uh, I think with that, we can just start talking about the first song.
1: Yes. Yes, we can. Um, And... Boy, do we have something to talk about here.
2: That's right. We
0: we, we have a song called, um, a little song, a little, a little ditty called Brownsville Girl. The one and only. Um, where to begin?
1: (laughs) This is, we got a ways to go in this one. Uh, so as I, as I mentioned, you know, this album, or previously on the previous episode, album's eight songs long, about 35 minutes, uh, excepting the one 11 minute song, uh, you know, you've got seven songs that total about 24. This is, this is the 11 minute song. This is, uh, this is sort of the centerpiece of this record, uh, first song on side B, uh, and makes up, you know, about a third of the entire runtime just by itself.
0: Did you know... This song was co-written by Sam Shepard.
1: I did know this song was co-written by Sam Shepard.
0: R.I.P. the great Sam Shepard, who died, what, two two years ago now or something like that? Close to that?
1: Um, You may know better than I.
0: A handsome, handsome devil and a very talented playwright. Um, One of the few people who was a playwright who was also hot. And um, he... He worked with Bob. Um, They labored over this song. It it was originally entitled New Danville Girl. Yes. New Danville. But then eventually titled Brownsville Girl.
2: Yes. Um,
0: And um, so interestingly, you know, this is sort of the first time that Bob's collaborated, done a collabo with a playwright since Desire.
1: Right, yeah, the songs that were written with um, Jacques Levy, the great Jacques Levy.
0: Jacques Levy! Jacques Levy. Yeah, so it's it's the second time that he's collaborated with a playwright since Jacques Levy. The First Um, time since Jacques Levy. Second time since ever. First time since Jacques Levy, yeah. um, Well,
1: sort of. Because remember, he wrote he wrote the other songs for um, uh, for um, Archibald McLeish. Archibald McLeish, exactly
0: right. Which is why uh, New Morning is such a half-assed bullshit artist, record, <laughs> and it doesn't deserve to have uh, any respect.
1: One star, folks.
0: I mean, you know, it's fine. It's a good record, but it's not a. It's not. We had to take it down a peg. Get over it. Um, the next. Uh song. I'm just kidding. Um I mean <laughs> Brownsville Girl is a song that is basically most notably marked by the repetitive uh I wouldn't say a refrain, but the the theme that runs through it of Bob Dylan sort of like sundowningly talking about <laughs> a movie that he once saw starring Gregory Peck. Yes. Where he just goes, I saw a movie with starring Gregory Peck, and I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but it had Gregory Peck, and I don't remember what it was about, but there were people in it, and I, I thought, uh, they moved in a way that I thought that I remembered. Then there's a sequence that's sort of about him driving. Through Texas with this woman, I f- I forget her name. But then they meet up. Someone Ruby. With, well, they meet up with Ruby? They, they, he's oh, driving they, with another woman, and then they meet up with Ruby, who starts sort of talking about her life, talking about oh, where are you guys going? I'm actually thinking right. about. Right. I'm thinking about packing in and starting over.
1: Um, I don't think the girl. Yeah, the the original girl that he's driving with doesn't have a name. Her name is the Brown. She she is she the, is the brown. Girl. girl.
0: And you know we have. Uh, a, a, a listener and a um, Twitter follower, actually, who um, just alerted me that uh, she is from Brownsville. If I if I understand this correctly, yeah. Um, uh, at Bubblegum Dog says uh, moi, when, in reference to my tweet, Brownsville girl. <laughs> and I uh, you know I asked where is Brownsville it's right at the top of Texas. So this song is is really all about it's a it's a slice of life and that slice is of uh Swiss cheese. There's a bunch of holes in it and doesn't uh make any sense. But it's a, a slice of life nonetheless and you might want to melt it over your Texas barbecue. <laughs>
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe
0: it would it would be about as appetizing melting as as melting a slice of Swiss cheese over a Texas barbecue. You like this song?
1: You like? I love it. this song. I think it's fantastic. It's uh, I mean just based on the the time uh, the time of the song eleven it's an eleven minute song like this is. This is the first epic that Bob has released in, in how many years at this point? I mean, right? are yes. you
0: saying it's an epic because it's long?
1: Yes, there's, <laughs> you know, the, the, there are, there is, there is the, you know, the, the, just this epic, um, you know, um, okay. uh, genre of songs that only really clicks in when you get up to these, you know, nine, 10, 11 minute songs. That he, you know, is still writing to this very day with Tempest, with Key West, with Murder Most Foul. Obviously, Key West you know, is overrated. Key West is good.
0: It's good. I um, mean, it's great, but it's it people kept people kept going. Oh, it's the best song. It's the Key this West is the best is one. the place to be. It is not the best song on uh on that record.
1: It's not the best song on the record, but it is very vibey. Um, it's vibey.
0: I, it, you know, it's vibey. It's yeah. This song, though, I feel like gets the uh, epic treatment. It gets considered alongside songs like that just because of its length.
2: And I don't know that it deserves it. I will be the voice of saying that I don't believe
0: this song is great. I don't even think it's that good. I just think it's long.
1: It is long, uh, but it's also good and it's also great. I disagree.
0: Um, <laughs> I think this song is like basically not good, but it's long. And it, what do you just, dis-
1: what, what do you dislike about it?
0: I just think the lyrics don't do anything to make me feel like there's a journey that really happens to, to a meaningful
2: end. It feels like it's just versus a, that. It's like a shaggy dog for the
0: sake of being an 11 minute track. Um, the thing I like about it, I guess I like that, like, um, ridiculously, uh, intense, like mariachi band in the distance that you kind of get uh, on this. Right. Um, sounds like you got a concussion at, um, Casa Bonita. And, (laughs) um, I don't know. I don't think it's actually a good song. I'm going to just stake that I think it's actually kind of bad and just happens to be long. And some people are tricked into thinking it's good because of that.
1: That is that is fair, uh, but you unfortunately are wrong because this is uh, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I mean, I
0: remember reading uh, a little bit, or, or maybe it was in a documentary. There's a pretty good documentary on YouTube of. I forget what it's called, but there's, um, like, maybe it was BBC produced it or something. Just, like, talking to a lot of people who worked on a lot of these later records. And uh, I think that there was some quote, I either read it or sat in there, where they they said, um, you know, we were working on Brownsville Girl, and we thought, we all, everyone in the studio thought, wow, we're really in the middle of doing, like, another Desolation Row. This is really incredible, and um, there was a point where the, they needed more lyrics, and and Bob just went into he was like, "Hold on," and went into a corner and just wrote like several whole verses out of just thin air. And um, I'm going to be the first one to say that uh, this song absolutely feels like he just wrote them out of nothing. Um, it's, I just do I literally, I just don't think it's like actually a good song.
1: Um, uh, I love him. I love him so much.
0: I mean, but, but I will correct myself in a way. I'll, I'll temper that, uh, harsh opinion that I'm throwing out by saying it's, is it enjoyable? That's the question. And to that, I have to answer. Yes, it it's, it can be a very enjoyable song. Do I think it's actually good? I don't think so. But is there fun to be had? Can you get some feels out of it? Can you wring some emotions out of this? Yes, and um, so I don't think it's a total failure.
1: I I think I think you might be approaching this in the wrong state of mind, um, and 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 maybe maybe that is the. Is the is the crux of the disagreement here? Uh, you know, if we if we go back to our, what we what we chatted about in the previous episode using a. Uh, you know, a word that you had to bleep out, perhaps. Um, if we if we keep that in mind that this is this is that kind of record here, right? Um, just because it is an epic of Bob's, doesn't it mean that it needs to be as um brilliant and cutting mm-hmm. as and and as insightful as your Desolation Row, as your Sad-eyed Ladies, <laughs> as your Bob Dylan's 117th Dream, uh, as your or is it 115th Dream? Um, whatever. you, as know, your, what? you
0: know, what's funny? I'll interrupt you there because. You just mentioned one of the Bob Dylan one hundred millionth dreams. Those those actually, I think are uh, that's a good case to say to make for this song being good. And I what by that I mean those songs. um, That that's a funny song that really doesn't try to be more than than that. And and it succeeds so well. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should be approaching this song with a little less of a of a serious uh, Sally uh, sort of uh, approach. Maybe I should be a little bit more open hearted and uh, knock off a few brain cells. Maybe I should do a couple rounds of whippets before I listen to this song. Exactly. And uh, drink half a bottle of Heaven's Door. And then I'll (laughs) think, you know what? This song's really good. (laughs) Brownsville girl.
1: (laughs) With your Brownsville curls, teeth like pearls, shining like the moon above. Do, 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 do. The horns, amazing, all the way throughout. Those kind of like the way they they almost sound like they're sighing for most of the song, like in the verses. Um, uh, you know, just a ama- just complete vibes. I love it. Uh, and the you know the lyrics that you yeah, you mentioned that it sound like maybe Bob just ran off to the corner and 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 scrawled off a few lines. Um, Uh, just on on command uh it seems very likely that that's the case when when you've got verses such as um well i'm standing in line in the rain to see a movie starring gregory peck yeah but you know it's not the one that i have wait wait what movie is he talking about it's it's something from the 50s i think the gunfighter um let me see it mentions it somewhere Duel in the Sun, 1946. Gregory Peck's 1946 film, Duel in the Sun, which is about two brothers in Texas fighting for the love of a dark beauty named Pearl. Wow. Such as... So
0: So we should watch this
1: movie. Jokerman, back to the movies.
0: Well, we're going to have to watch another movie soon. Um, yeah, I know. We're going to have to watch Hearts of Fire from 87. But but I, th- I think we should watch this film and both do ketamine and then watch this film and then see if we also feel like writing an epic ballad of 11 plus minutes.
1: (laughs) Some of these lyrics, like... Uh, I'm standing in line in the rain to see a movie starring Gregory Peck. Yeah, but you know, it's not the one that I had in mind. He's got a new one out now. I don't even know what it's about, but I'll see him in anything. So I'll stand in line. <laughs> it's, just, it's the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing imaginable. Uh, um, Bob Dylan loves the movies. He, does. he loves that hot, that smell of hot popcorn in his nose. He does love the movies. It's undeniable. The, the, other, the other one about Henry Porter. The only thing we knew for sure about Henry Porter... Is that his name wasn't Henry Porter. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh it it's it, it's almost got this like fake profundity to it, but there isn't there isn't anything behind like there is no there, that's, that's it, deep it, stuff. It, it can't even front. It's just it's just dumb. Um and and it's sort of like fading fading back and forth. I've in changed between. my mind
0: And Brownsville Girls a top ten. Top I have 100. a very
1: I have a very Mulholland, vi- uh, excuse me, Mulholland Drive, <laughs> Mulholland vibe.
0: vibes,
1: <laughs> Mulholland Drive vibe for this song, uh, where you're just kind of like drifting into and out of reality, and you know it's it's obsessed with the movies for some reason, and you're not sure which parts are real and which parts aren't. Mulholland uh, vibes, and there's, uh, Mulholland vibes. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, win. Sh- sh- it's a win yeah there was something was there something else um no
0: no i'm just gonna jump in here and say no there's nothing else let's move on no
1: yes there was one of the last thing i want to say this is the closest (laughs) thing (laughs) this is the closest thing in bob's discography to a destroyer song
0: what (laughs) to which destroyer song
1: uh bay of pigs
0: uh um let me think about that for five seconds The closest thing to no, no. The closest thing to to Bay of Pigs is Murder Most Foul. Um, you know I'm right. Shut up. No, no. Um, this is the closest thing to um, Blue Eyes by Destroyer.
1: Yeah, I guess I could see that, but I, I just I have a think about it for two
0: seconds. Quiet your mind. Give yourself a Namaste.
1: You know I'm right. Mm, no, I'm 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 sticking with it. This is this is this is Bob's Bay of Pigs. Or rather, Bay of Pigs is Dan's Brownsville girl. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh great song, folks. We love it.
0: Brownsville girl- yeah, okay.
1: Teeth like pearls shining like the moon above. It's a great line brownsville girl show me all around the world brownsville girl you're my honey love <laughs> um anyway uh, the next song is the penultimate song it's called got my mind made up bob shares a co-writing credit with tom petty on this i think it's all right um there's sort of a nice fun little
0: musically it's it's pretty
1: rockin', huh yeah, there's a fun little kind of like cowpunk um, guitar lick to it. A slide guitar. I don't know that there's any. Sl- Man, Isn't
0: there is a like guitar. a like a coke coke neck coke bottleneck
1: sort of? Uh, maybe I, I'm not very good at knowing the names of all oh, these things. Um, there's there are a couple guitars on it. Yeah, Tom Petty and Mike Campbell both play on it. Um, That's
0: cool. I mean, it's we'd be uh, dumb not to mention that. Of course, Bob Dylan was touring with. Tom Betty at the time,
1: right? Yeah, he, sort was, of he was the laying the groundwork of, for the Wilburys.
0: He's in the middle of uh, having having a, another life. For yeah, I, wow! If so much coming up, we've got the Wilburys, we've got Hearts of Fire, we've got Dylan in the Dead. This is
1: where well, it's it's it. You know, it is the eye uh, of the storm. It really is. Yeah, it's universally regarded as you know the the most fallow period of Bob's career, but it's productive. Yeah it's it, it's a bounty of riches uh lots of very interesting things not all of which are uh as good as you might want them to be an embarrassment
0: they, of riches
1: they certainly give us something to to uh bullshit about um yeah i think it's i think it's okay uh, you know it's it's pretty forgettable i would say it's not one that i'm going to be coming back to um but it's it's definitely better than you know a lot of the stuff that we get on side a with your uh, with your you want to rambles Mm -hmm. there's a weird lyric about Libya in this one. Did you, did you catch that? Uh, no, no.
0: (laughs) Only, only like, can you tell me about it? I might remember. Well, I'm
1: going off to Libya. There's a guy I got to see. He's been living there three years now in an oil refinery. I've got my mind made up. Oh, I've got my mind made up.
0: Okay. Don't know what that means.
1: (laughs) It's, uh, you know, Bob seems, to be trying to take a more active interest in geopolitics in this particular you know period of his career, and that's I guess as close as he gets to it on on this record. Not particularly clear what exactly he's going on about there. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a fine song, but it is it's coming after the uh, legendary Brownsville Girl. It just doesn't doesn't hold up quite as much.
0: You know, uh speaking of Brownsville Girl, I had tweeted from the Jokerman Twitter Brownsville Girl. Dot, dot, dot,
2: and um we have a response which says uh from at Cole Clark The worst heady
0: conceptual song of his career, IMO at Absolutely least in not. terms of sound. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. I mean, initially I'm inclined to agree I want to agree with you that it has merit, but in my heart of hearts, I think this song is stupid.
1: Brownsville girl or we
0: got my mind made. Uh,
2: Brownsville girl. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like Brownsville girl at this, at this time right now.
0: To quote the uh the, the review, the pitchfork.com review of the um Julian Casablancas and the Voids first record um <laughs> right now it sounds
1: like shit. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be coming back with your head hung in shame. I may be, but um
0: you know right now. Uh, that leads us to the final track of, uh, knocked out loaded. And this is, this is the song. This is the song where eagle eyed, eagle eared rather listeners will, will scream. They'll go, ah! they'll scream and say, he just said the title of the record.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: You
1: yeah. you know, it is what it is.
2: You know, I actually like this song.
1: Hmm. There's a co-writing credit on this one. Carol. Bayer Sager. (laughs) Uh,
0: Bayer Sager. Do you have any idea who that is? Um,
2: No. Okay. Carl Carl Sagan. Different. uh, No, I don't know who that is.
1: Alright, we'll see we'll see if we can uh search her up. Uh American lyricist, singer, and songwriter. Well, I guess that makes sense. Um <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, graduated from NYU. Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> um Yeah, this is fine. I, it's fine. It, it does say the words knocked out loaded, uh, which are fine I I it I I'm still sort of Confused about why that's the title of this record. This, well, I mean, should you be confused? I guess maybe he was knocked I was, out loaded. Is I that was what he knocked
0: said? out loaded. I was on many different uh, prescription drugs and also alcohol. That's my interpretation. That's my artistic interpretation of this. I, Jesus, I hope Bob Dylan never hears us uh, do this. I hope he never hears our podcast because.
1: I don't think you need to worry about that
0: I, I I don't need to worry about it, but I respect Bob Dylan so much, and I just want to say that even in this dark night of the soul of his career i I feel like I don't want to be too um flippant too too much of an asshole frankly about the way that things shake out on these records because there's been times in my life where I feel like I've been in a similar place of uh, confusion. You know, there's a great Bob Dylan lyric um, on a later record. um, I ain't afraid of confusion, no matter how thick this is on most of the time. The great song. Um, This is a, a, a lyric that I think when we discuss it, I'll get more into, but I thought it was. I've always thought it was interesting that Bob Dylan, right there, makes makes a point of saying that confusion is something that you
2: might be afraid of. This is a time when I think Bob Dylan is confused, hmm. and um,
0: it is worthy of being afraid of confusion. I think that it's it's a especially for an artist for somebody who has such expectations on his shoulders of putting out something really great every time he makes a record, there is um, something to be said for fear of confusion. Um, Granted, he made that record with that lyric a few years down the line. We find him in the heart of a kind of confusion here, I think.
2: And um, I just think it's worth noting that uh, I'm intentionally grading on a curve because. I know that this is not the best of him and and yet I like this song. Um I think that there's actually some heart that animates it and
0: it it actually reminds me a little bit of what I love the kind of stuff I love that he really embraced and fully realized on records like uh uh shadows in the night and um triplicate and um fallen angels. Does it? Yeah, I mean I think uh, uh the song under your spell I do feel like it is kind of like a um a classic type of song. Um a classic uh love song, really. Hmm. And it doesn't hmm. it, and Most importantly, I don't feel like it's trying to be more than that. I don't feel like it's trying to be especially uh, commercial to the whims and tastes of the
2: 80s. It just sounds like a straightforward, uh, from the heart, a a song like
0: somebody like Ben Morrison could have done at the time and pulled off
2: with not breaking a sweat, you know, just, just, uh, off the cuff, easy, easy tune to, mm. to do. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's nothing offensive about it. I think, uh, I just, I can't find that there's much to, to recommend it either. It's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, after, after Brownsville girl, there's only two more tracks on this record and they both just kind of come and go in in about the space of six minutes. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of a begins with a whimper also ends with a whimper.
0: Yeah. So in that case, you're not so disappointed.
2: Are you, I mean,
0: if something begins and ends with a whimper, that's maybe the trick,
1: right? It never got going in the first place, so you can't be upset with it. And that brings us to the end of knocked out loaded eight songs not, not much going on here besides, uh, a couple of batshit tracks on side A and then, uh, and then the great Brownsville girl on side B.
0: Yeah. T.S. Elliott would have been totally chill with this record because it starts and ends with a whimper.
1: Mm.
2: You don't get bummed right. out.
1: I, I, I understand. One last note, I think before we, uh, before we assign this misbegotten album, a score of 1 to 3 um one of the most fascinating elements i think maybe the, the most fascinating element besides brownsville girl at least is the list of special thanks that um that bob includes uh in the liner notes here um which appears to be about i don't know maybe 200 people long um and uh and and has a number of all stars included in it um as well as just a bunch of random people uh you've got you've got folks like Harry Dean Stanton king uh and Frank Zappa absolute uh
0: i have to i have to take this moment to say that i hate frank zappa
1: <laughs> I'm uh, i'm agnostic um but i think we can both agree that harry dean stanton is uh, is a boss uh we've got someone gay austin um, who I prefer to believe is not someone whose first name is gay and last name Austin, but is instead just Austin and Bob is calling him gay. <laughs> no, it's, I think that gay used to be a name. No. Um, David Geffen, uh, the alleged, uh, pedophile, the fully
0: billionaire, um, alleged pedophile, very alleged.
1: Nice. Uh, Jackson Brown, the great Jackson Brown, um, a series King. of just women with first names, Margarita, Diane, Vicky, Irene, Carmelita,
0: uh, is she in there?
1: Carmelita. Hold me tighter. Uh Mike Campbell, Howie Epstein, uh Jeffrey's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um who else do we have here? Uh Bamu Kingsley. Is that an- Sharon Carroll? Uh one of our both of our favorites right here, Evan. Uh do hmm? you see? Who?
0: No, I'm not I'm not looking.
1: No, you're not looking at the screen.
0: No. Why would I look at the screen? Uh the great Rand, the Randy, great Randy Newman. Newman. Randy Newman. Ne- and we actually had a a, a a listener have the gall to say that Randy Newman is not on the level of Bob Dylan as a songwriter.
1: Yeah, I think it related to uh, you saying that Sign on the Window was just Bob doing bad. Yeah, Randy yeah, Newman, yeah. Right?
0: I, I stand by that. I think Sign on the Window is a Newman impression. It's like a totally passable song, but it's a total rip off jag of Randy Newman. Anyway, anyone who thinks that Randy Newman isn't on the exact same level as Bob Dylan as a songwriter is um, out in space as far as I'm concerned. Randy Newman One of the is- one of the, Absolutely. when he tries, it's, uh, you know, at least comparable to Bob in terms of like, you're the, you're the baseball fan here in uh, yes. the, the batting average.
1: Yes. Yes. Equal, uh, equal, well, bat, you know, batting average is sort of a, an outdated stat these days. mean you know, uh, OPS plus something like that.
0: Uh, sure, the OPN, <laughs> uh, the one oh tricks point never of yes. uh, hits to miss ratio. By the way, uh, great job, Dodgers! Uh, go Dodgers! Our home team.
1: Have That's won right. The World greatest Series. year in Los Angeles sports history since 1988.
0: Yeah, we've got the Lakers and the Dodgers. R- very bad year to be a uh, Angels and a um. What's the other LA team?
1: Clippers. Yeah. uh, It's always a bad year to be a Clippers fan.
0: uh, Good job to both of those teams and rest in peace, Kobe Bryant.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, We've also got Bob thanking uh, Willie, uh, Ahmet, George. These are all just first names. Martin Sheen, Zusha, Annette, Baby Boo Boo. Uh, the Baroness, The Duchess, uh, Reggae Queen, Rabbi Specter, His rabbi? Buzz, just Rabbi Specter. I don't know if Rabbi Specter was his rabbi, but someone's rabbi. Um, Mark Knoppler, a uh, couple restaurants, Stage Deli, Baghdad Restaurant. Couple restaurants. <laughs> we just get to the restaurant section of the things.
0: Honestly, that's uh, really cool is to be a... Imagine working at a restaurant and then just seeing, "Oh, Bob Dylan thanked our restaurant."
1: Yeah, it's that's great. I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would absolutely thank restaurants.
0: Any recording artist who has the the force, the thought to really th- to thank a restaurant is is the kind of that's my kind of artist. And uh, as bad as this record can be. That's the kind of thing that makes you go back and listen to this record and want and want to like it. Um, that knowing that the man who made this this song cycle and put it to vinyl, uh, was was the type of man to want to personally
1: thank a restaurant. It seems like this restaurant that he th- the Stage Deli this was uh this was a deli located on Seventh Avenue, two blocks from Carnegie Hall a well-known New York city delicatessen patronized by numerous celebrities, including Adam Sandler, Dolly Parton and mm-hmm. Martin short.
0: Well, delis and diners are in a dire state these days. And, it's um, a dying breed. RIP I mean, Jerry's. Deli. Did you know that Jerry's famous? Deli, I did see all of their locations in Los Angeles are about to close. I think today was well, today I believe was the final day of their, yeah. uh, Existence, and uh, I just want to extend my deep condolences to them, and really, really to the people who are missing out in uh, in 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 the world. who can't go to Jerry's Famous Deli. Um, every time a deli or a diner closes, I weep in my secret heart.
1: They are a, a dying breed, unfortunately. Uh, you can all tell at this point that we're just kind of uh, riffing because there isn't much more to say about this album. The same way that Bob is just riffing with all these special things, uh, which also includes <laughs> people such as uh, Ronnie Wood, uh, Michael Mann, the director. <laughs> Michael um, Mann, the director, yeah. Haim uh, Gutenberg, the, uh, the, the great b- loot
0: The band Haim. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, the great Lou Reed. He
0: he thanks uh, Lou Reed here.
1: He, he thanks Lou Reed. You know, I'd,
0: I, I should mention that uh, <laughs> Lou Reed apparently um, described Bob Dylan as a
1: quote. Oh, don't bleep yourself here.
0: Well, I'm Jewish. I can say it. Uh, okay. Pretentious kike, <laughs> uh, unquote. Um, you know, I feel like Lou Reed was projecting a little bit, and I can't help but think about that instance and think it's a little bit of like a Honestly, kind of a compliment. Like, absolutely. You know, you could describe some of the greatest artists who ever lived that way. Really,
1: you could describe Lou himself that way. You
0: could absolutely describe Lou himself that way. You could, you could describe um, Groucho Marx, Mark Rothko, um, Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, the, the, these are all people who could who could be described that way and not, a, not as a uh, denigrating phrase, you know, maybe, maybe that's going to be my life cause. Maybe I'm just going to be like, we're reclaiming
1: kike. That's I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone's trying to do that. That's me. Might as well be you. Uh Anyways, folks go, go look at the liner notes for knocked out loaded. There's a cool, Wait, wait is
0: is this the one where he thanks Jack Nicholson? Or, or... Yes,
1: yeah. At the very end, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> second to last, uh, second to last mention. Um, Jack Nicholson, and then someone named Clyde King at the very end. Just a real someone
0: named Clyde King.
1: Yeah, a real confounding mixture of of people and places. Clyde King apparently... is
0: is an important singer
2: to Bob Dylan's uh, career. Yeah, yeah. She was I one. Of, she was one of the. The the singers
0: on this record.
1: Oh, I guess. Well, that makes sense.
0: A, a famous uh, backup uh, vocalist. Right.
1: Um, I'm seeing now Bill Walton, uh, NBA center from the Portland Trailblazers and later the Boston Celtics. It, it, I, I'm actually, sense.
0: I'm putting on my reading glass and it, it actually says it also thanks Ian and Evan from Jokerman, the podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, it, it's right next to um, Langer's Delicatessen and um, the uh, El Capitan Theater
1: and uh, Michigan J. Frog, the the Looney Tune,
0: <laughs> right, and uh, the uh, Hello, my baby, hello, my my honey, the, <laughs> yeah. the frog who sings that song. We're actually listed right next to the, right next to him, and um, that's actually honest. That's a huge honor because I think Ian and I are both huge fans. Um, we're actually right next to that is Popeye, uh, Bluto and, um, pig from the peanuts.
1: <laughs> um, how many stars? One. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, uh, it, it's a two for me. I gotta say.
2: Ooh, wait, well, let me think about this for a minute. This is maybe the hardest one I've ever encountered.
1: I fully encourage you to give it a one star. I, you know, it, were I not a, a a such a such a fan of, of Brownsville Girl, I would also no no this yeah a no I d-
0: I don't like Brownsville Girl <laughs> yeah one star yeah
1: all right uh, one and I'd, two I'd, I think accepting the rest of the record besides Brownsville Girl, it's absolutely a one star album. Well, well, but Brownsville Girl alone, by its just by its inclusion, I think pushes this up to its. Infirm.
0: Think about it, though, dear listener. What's one plus two? Hmm? So uh, join us next time when, I guess the next record that we'll discuss is... Uh, Dylan and the Dead? Dylan and the Dead comes out in 89. That's, I thought it was 89. You said it was 87 earlier. It recorded in 87.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: So we could feasibly talk about it next.
1: I mean, who gives a shit? Right. Well, we'll figure it out. Uh, Dylan and the Dead coming up soon. Uh, I'm sure everyone's waiting with bated breath <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, for such a hallowed album. But stick with us. Uh, you know, we're 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 into the the deep dark night at this point. Um, uh, we're on a journey through dark heat, so to say, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but we will we will come out on the other side uh, eventually. And uh, you know, we're gonna have some gonna have some goofs and spoofs and laughs along the way.
0: Joker man